This week, Oos gets the door for Kevin Owens, no one is really ready for Asuka again, and Retribution finally made events, the kickoff show. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. Hello everyone and welcome to the Full Nelson Press. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. I'm here with my co-host Peter O'Brien. Make sure you subscribe to the Full Nelson Press on YouTube and find our audio feed on, on any podcast app. Pete, are you ready to eliminate some chambers? I've eliminated so many chambers. You've eliminated none. I did too. I've been playing Rogue Company, so chambers have fallen out. Get it? Ah? Ah? <sighs> All right. Well, good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Hi, Res. Sponsor our show. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Elimination Chamber was last night. It happened. I it mean, I mean, some things actually really that are big that happen, but yeah, we'll get there. Let's let's dive into it. Can we? Yeah, get let's go? just dip our toes in first. Can we get going? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get right into the kickoff show. Uh, Cesaro compares himself to coffee on the kickoff show, and and that's pretty much why he's not WWE champion right now. He just has no mic skills. He has mic skills, but they're not fine tuned because he doesn't like the English language. There's words he just like slips on, and you. I don't mind it. I don't really care. But you know, freaking Vince is back there going, he can't talk. It's like, yes, he can. <laughs> yeah. He's just not on the mic enough. You you literally have not given him a mic in his like whole tenure. He used to have the five ways to say, I'm going to beat you with Asuka or Oksana. And it was fine. I, and I don't know why they just don't give him a mouthpiece. He's too good in the ring to not be a main event player. Yeah, I think he's amazing in the ring. I just... He's just not good on the mic, and I think that's his biggest hurdle. I mean, you see him do some of the most, like, impressive things in the ring. He'll take on five guys at once and make it look easy, uh, but then you give him a mic, and he just stutters through it. So uh, maybe give him a mouthpiece, mouthpiece might be it. Um, I don't think putting him with Sheamus again would help. No, I don't want that. I want a manager. I want a full-on manager, and apparently WWE believes managers are done, null and void. They're pointless. The sommelier has to wrestle. Why does he have to get in the ring? I don't care. Like, just have him be a manager. Have these people be a manager. There is a niche for managers. I, hell, I would be a mouthpiece. I would never want to get in the ring. You can powerbomb me through a table if I get in your face enough. But I don't want to wrestle. And I would sure. definitely be a mouthpiece for somebody. I could do it. Cesaro, hire me. I'll be That's your mouthpiece. Right. Somebody hire Pete to powerbomb him. The squeaky voice, Peter. <laughs> Speaking of managers, um, Billy Kay confronts uh, MVP to see if she can join the Hurt Business. On board. Probably isn't going to happen. On board, but I'd love it. I don't care. Billy Kay, <laughs> Billy Kay's great right now. Also, we have like a weird interaction on the panel with uh, Sony Deville. Uh, the Street Profits come out and congratulate on her promotion, but they don't acknowledge what the promotion is. I think she's now an authority figure on either Raw or SmackDown. I don't know how. I don't know. So, yeah. And then we get to the main event of the kickoff show. It's a fatal four-way match. We find out it's because Keith Lee is injured. So whoever wins this match will be added to the triple threat match for the United States title. It is uh, Mustafa. I don't know how to say his name now. It's not Mustafa. We've been pronouncing it wrong. Everyone, I guess, has pronouncing it wrong now. I think it's Mustafa. Uh, Ricochet, John Morrison, and Elias. Nothing happens here. Um, everyone just battled just to see who would lose in the uh, U.S. title match. That's all this was for. It was fine. I, I'm okay with Fatal 4-Ways. Like, I'm okay with these matches. Like, there's so many people on the roster that putting Fatal 4-Ways in matches is fine. A lot of these events are just 1v1s. And I'm like, I don't give me more. Like, give me, like, a triple threat in a pay-per-view more. 
or a fatal four-way or like something i i I was i'm entertained by fatal four-way matches just because of the stagnant wrestling that's been going on with 1v1s and wwe right now yeah it did add a lot of character i mean uh, all of retribution came out which bravo guys you you made it you made it to the big show (laughs) you made it here you finally have been getting what you want and that's retribution (laughs) on the kickoff show you worked so hard to get to the kickoff show, and you made it. Good job. Right, and they don't even win because Morrison is the nope. one who ends up winning, so he gets to move on to nope. the United States match later tonight. We'll start off with the first match of the actual pay-per-view. It's the Universal Championship number one contender elimination match. Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and King Corbin all wrestle to see who gets to lose against Roman later that night. It's so stupid. You can't say this match is so hellacious and then be like, and then he's going to have a match afterwards, I guess. It, it literally took out all the excitement of that match. The The card for that match was stacked. But then you're like, wait, why does Roman just get to fight whoever? And Drew McIntyre actually has to go in it and defend his belt. Right. It doesn't make any sense. When they say how hellacious this thing is, one, most of the stuff that happened was in the ring. They did the only pushing them on the plastic covered chain. The bulletproof glass, can we stop saying like how sturdy that glass is? Well, I think it's impressive that Osmos or whatever his name is, is able to just peel the plexiglass right off of the chamber. You're telling me that can stop a bullet. That's what you guys used to harp. It's bulletproof. He just peeled it like a piece of paper and this hellacious match, nothing happens. There is no, there. they throw him into a pod, but no one breaks through the pod this year, which I'm okay with it not happening. But also you have the elimination chamber for a reason and it isn't to watch a technical match. Put either one of these Elimination Chamber matches up against uh, War Games that happened a couple months ago. You know, this should be like a bigger thing than that. And and still, the War Games cage still outshines every year now compared to the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens got his arm slammed in the door. Okay, great. Yeah. This is maybe me just like, okay, I'm, I'm not telling these guys to like kill themselves for a match. But no. what I'm telling WWE is stop putting it over like it is the most hellacious thing in the world when really it's just like maybe a body slam now cesaro flinging him back and forth in the cage that was cool there was another spot but that's in the later one but like overall i was just kind of like yeah we're just watching wrestling like that's it exactly i don't want to see wrestlers get their backs broken but also don't advertise a cage where it's just like this is where wrestlers get their backs broken yeah and like this is where they never walk again i'm pretty sure they walk fine after it for every single competitor rolled out of the elimination chamber, every single one of them was able to. Guaranteed, Drew McIntyre will show up with a bandage around his ribs. Do you remember that? Do you remember like how they would like the the Monday Night Raw after a big pay per view, like a Hell in the Cell or Elimination Chamber, that everyone had this like it's like everyone was beat up from the night before. You know, yeah. everyone, everybody from the roster was beat up from the night before. Now it's just Monday is the reset button. Yeah, like, now they're just like, nothing carry over. Nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> right? Because they'd be like, oh my God, you know, uh, Triple H just had a huge Hell in the Cell match. And now we've got to take on so-and-so in the main event. And it's it's not like that anymore. By the way, Sami Zayn, comedic genius. He was hilarious. I dug Sami Zayn. I loved how he yelled at Corey Graves saying like, this is unfair. This is unfair. This is unfair. I just feel like the main roster kind of neutered him with all of his moves. Kevin Owens is great. Daniel Bryan was good. Cesaro was good. The fact Daniel Bryan won it, I was just kind of like, why? 
I would have had Cesaro win it. I would have. This would have been Cesaro's time to shine. He could have had a five-star match with Kevin Owens after, or uh, Roman Reigns afterwards and still lost, and I think it would have put him over more. You know, but no, it's the Roman Reigns show. And then, so Daniel Bryan wins, and he's like, like, oh my God, I'm destroyed, blah, 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 I'm hurt. And then Roman Reigns comes out, and he almost gets choked out. And if you want me to get hyped up after a pay-per-view, have Roman tap. Yeah. Have that tap and have that surprise aspect of like, oh my God, the head chief. And then you just have Roman Reigns snap on him on SmackDown. And if you want to take the belt off of Bryan, whatever. Have Roman Reigns just dismantle him to the point he can't wrestle. And then they put the belt on like a ladder match for Fastlane and make Fastlane better. Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, the next match is Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Nope. And he loses it immediately. Big surprise. In WWE, and we said this a lot last night when we were watching, WWE panders to the audience like we're idiots. And like we don't know what's going on. And I think they're like, well, the kids don't. Yeah, well, your main demographic that you want to pull in does. And that's why your numbers are dropping. Absolutely. How dumb is it? And we said it from the beginning. Roman Reigns did not have to defend his title in the chamber. Drew McIntyre did. Huh? That makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. And the fact it's so predictable that Roman Reigns is going to win it. Right? Like, right. he exactly. wasn't going to lose his belt. If Us won, then he was just going to, like, straight up just quit. Yeah. You know, Cesaro wasn't going to win it. You know, Baron Corbin, come on. We all knew Baron Corbin yeah. was walking out of that to then lose to Roman Reigns. <laughs> Kind of forgot Baron Corbin was even in the chamber. Exactly. That's, that's the impression he left on us watching. It was Cesaro, Brian, and Kevin Owens, and Uso. Those were the ones. And then you had Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin as filler. WWE is so self-aware that everyone knows that Roman is coming out of this as champion. That after the end of this, Edge comes out to say, yes, I'm taking on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and spears him. Because of course he is. He wasn't going to wait for Daniel Bryan to win or Cesaro to beat Roman Reigns and then spear him and say, I'm taking on Cesaro at WrestleMania. We all knew it was going to be Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah, and also, I would have been fine with Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I want it. Right? I kind of want that match. This is so... the only time we're going to get that match. I think that would be a good match, but Roman Reigns is at the top right now. Like, he can't do he's anything wrong. Table. I love heel Roman Reigns. Like, he's so much better than the suffer and succotage Roman Reigns, but like, you gotta make us su more surprising, and I feel oh, like that that would have just made it better. He actually lost it. He's so mad on SmackDown that like Jey Uso and him jump Brian. Brian can't compete. He loses the belt. Then Roman Reigns wins it back on a ladder match. And then Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Reigns for the SmackDown title. You have a triple threat. I would be more on board with that match more than anything. Absolutely. It, it, time and time again, from what we've seen for like the last, like it feels like the last 10 years of WWE is they constantly come and stumble across great characters, but just they cannot book anything anymore. Nope. It's constantly WWE's booking constantly gets in the way of great characters time and time again. Elimination Chamber and Ra Royal Rumble are supposed to be like carving the way for new stories and they just get rid of it. I would be on board with a Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, winner has to leave SmackDown match for Fastlane. Sure. If you put that much of like, oh my God, like Kevin Owens is going to have to go back to Raw or Jey Uso... Roman Reigns loses his buddy in Jey Uso, he's going to have to go back to Raw. It's just like, wait, what? That would give Fastlane some weight. But it's just going to be Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso, I'm guessing, for nothing. 
for nothing for bragging rights i just want more matches and i want more stories and yeah, i wish wwe absolutely. would just give me more stories. <laughs> so next let's move on to the united states championship triple threat match bobby lashley puts his title on the line against matt riddle and john morrison uh mvp comes out with a crutch apparently i think he tweaked something which we find out i think is just a work later bobby lashley starts the match and just destroys both matt and morrison Dude, I am on board with Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah, but same here. I think he's finally in his element. WWE did something right with him in MVP. Keith Lee not being in it, that's okay. Like, I don't know. What's the severity of his injury? Like, I don't even... All it says is injured. So to me, that shows it's a work. See, I don't know, because I really feel like he was supposed to win this. I really feel like he was supposed to be the one to pin Riddle at the pay-per-view and not Morrison lose to Riddle. I think you get a better match with Keith Lee versus Riddle for the title, because I think those two will probably work better than just Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley, because we've seen Keith Lee take on another big guy, and it doesn't work. People are talking about, like, Sheamus and McIntyre, they're two big guys, but those two are, like, agile, they move around, they can both pick each other up. Keith Lee's a big boy. Like, I don't believe Lashley can pick him up and throw him around, where I believe, like, Drew McIntyre could power slam Sheamus and stuff. Sure, but I, I also see that we find out at the end of the show, I don't think Bobby Lashley's in the U.S. contendership anymore. And I, I hope think not, he's straight but we'll get, we're on. getting ahead of it. Yeah. So Riddle wins. I think that's fine. Putting the belt on Riddle's smart. Like, he's good. Is except, it? He's still got a lawsuit going on right now. Except the lawsuit. If he didn't have that lawsuit, this would be a lot of sense, but that lawsuit's still lingering. Right, and now he's the U.S. champion? He's he's good, but that lawsuit weighs so heavily that, like, I probably would have just put it on Morrison. Exactly. Why I would put, put it on Morrison. Morrison. He's got no sexual allegations against him right now no and morrison's good and we'll yeah. find out later why it might also have made more sense too exactly exactly all right so let's move on we're getting on to the women's tag team championship match nia Jax and Shayna baszler i guess defend their titles against sasha banks and bianca belair what a bad match it was disjointed it was sloppy and you could just tell they were just out of sorts and all these women are actually really good in the ring so i don't know what got As single in their, competitors i don't know what got in their head but it was just like whoa now right. i've always said that i thought bianca belair and sasha banks would be a great tag team i would have been on board with them i think that's fine but of course wwe hates women's tag so don't do that because we'll never hear from them if you want them to be a tag team, the whole point is then to put them in some tag team matches so they kind of get in the groove of, you know, being tag team partners. I think they maybe had one previous tag match before this. Once again, we, we continue to dog the women's tag title match every fucking show. because Sasha Banks is the title holder. And exactly. And Asuka doesn't even get a match because it got scrapped. For fucking reasons? One, I didn't even know there was a match until I went on Twitter saying Asuka's match was canceled. I'm like, wait, she had one? So they announced it last Monday that Lacey Evans is pregnant, and I guess it's Ric Flair's for some reason. Ew. Because <laughs> she, I guess, is number one contender, they, they can't find someone else to replace her in the entire world. They cannot find another woman to just have a match. Like, why is this tag match happening? And we're back to square one where everyone used to say, like, the women just get thrown into tag matches. And then the Divas Revolution happened and they got rid of Divas. And then all these women were, like, headlining mania. Yeah, and we're back to square one again. When you 
have all this talent and all these women are super great and we're just still throwing them into a tag team. It's only a matter of time before Sasha Banks is like, I need a partner. And Natty goes, hello. Why isn't Natty getting a match? Why don't just have Natty versus Asuka just because? Why is Natty and Lana broken up? They could be a tag team. Why is Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke not on there? They could be a tag team. Why is the Riot Squad not in there? They're a tag team. Why are the Iconics broken up? They could be a tag team. There are four. I just gave you four women, like tag teams, and they're not using them. But in Vince's eyes, it's, you know, what was trending on Twitter this past week, Nia's whole, so she's got to be in the pay-per-view. And also, Lacey Evans and Charlotte. Wasn't Lacey Evans, like, not even a month ago, maybe two months ago, talking about how she's a strong, independent woman, and she's trying to be the iconic role for all these girls growing up who want to be the super person, and now she's cheating on her husband, and she does have a real kid in real life, and she's cheating on him with Ric Flair. Like, I just want to be in the pitch room for that one, to right? be like, hey, I know you're a strong, independent woman, but what if we gave you a sugar daddy, yeah. and you got pregnant by him, and it's also Ric Flair. Also, is your husband cool with that? Or or is she married? I don't know. Like, all I know is she's been posing pictures and doing, like, workouts with her actual child. What are you doing, WWE? Right. What is this? You can use social media as such a good story-building tool now. But nobody in the writer's room can figure that out. Instead, they're just like, okay, so... <sighs> she has a kid in real life, but nobody looks at Instagram. <laughs> Exactly. It's almost like as soon as you sign up for WWE, you just block creative with your social media accounts so they just can't see what you're doing in real life. Also, it's your career. Like if you want <laughs> if you want to be this awesome storytelling wrestler, then post a picture with someone in the locker room and be like, Yeah, you know that picture? You remember when we went out to dinner? You didn't pick up the tab and just power bomb them. That's the other thing, is anything that they use though, it's just gonna be them like, All right, and I took this picture on Instagram and then everyone has to look at the Titan Tron so they can pull up the picture for everyone to look at yep. and then come right back to them talk about so we went out for dinner earlier today and now we're feuding the writers just don't get it and they can't think on their feet hell let's get the comedians from whose line is it anyway and see if they can write a better story quick because they think on their feet are you just saying wrestlers just need more improv training maybe i don't know something like it's just i i just don't get it and Asuka's getting hosed. And so is Charlotte. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, hell, put Charlotte with Mandy and Dana Brooks and just kind of do like this stable of like the Blonde Bombers or something. Sure. And like absolutely. how she's trying to groom these two into potential stars. And then you could have those two turn on her. That's how WWE used to build storylines. They just don't do that. And you can now do that with this women's division. Because it's so deep. Right. Let's move on to the main event. The WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, and Jeff Hardy all get into the chamber to throw down to the Thunderdome for the WWE Championship. Uh, the match has a really slow beginning, but then after they eliminate Orton, it picks up. Yeah, literally, like, it was. Orton just is Orton. Yeah. That slow, methodical wrestler, and it was really slow. And then when he left, it just picked up and ramped up. When Sheamus got in there and Sheamus and McIntyre, it really showed me that those two could be a great rivalry. Because until Sheamus comes out, it's just Jeff Hardy and Kofi Kingston falling off stuff. Yeah, they're just jumping. Kofi Kingston does a trust fall, and they're like, oh my god, he's on the pod. Don't try to play us stupid. Like, it wasn't that high. Jeff Hardy does this 
swanton or whatever off the second rope and they've tried to like put it over as a super powerful move i'm like jeff hardy jumped off the titan tron like you're telling me that little second ring is like whoa also jeff hardy is looking more and more like michael jackson every time i see him why wasn't seth rollins in it exactly seth rollins would have been a better spot than jeff hardy yeah, I agree. The only thing that was really entertaining about this match at all was any interaction you had between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Yeah. That was the only time that it was, it was hard hitting. That part was fun. I want more of that. Yeah, I'd like uh, but that. But everything else just got in the way. And I do stand by the fact Sheamus just needs to come out in his beer fighting attire. I, I want to redo the whole Finn Balor demon, but instead it's Sheamus and his bar fighting gear. Russell Crowe from South Park. He's fighting all over the world. Like yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, oh no. That's exactly what I want. And that's where we saw all Almost ripped the Listerine patch that you put on your tongue. Like a post-it note. Yeah, the reps were like, get out of here. And all was just like, okay, I'm mad. Just slowly walks away. Dude, throw a ref through a pod. Get in there, Why now. wouldn't you do that if they say like, hey, stop it, stop it. Pick a guy up who's willing to take the bump of just throwing through the plastic piece. Then one, you're showing his power. Two, AJ Styles is breaking out. And three, you're showing that like, that was a sweet move and people would be talking about it. Instead, he just peels off the paper and he's flopping it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you're like, hmm, that is not bulletproof. What would have been more entertaining too is instead of that, when Sami Zayn gets eliminated, he just refuses to leave the chamber and just goes and sits on one of the pods yelling at everyone yeah. as refs try to convince him. And then when, when AJ Styles comes in, then Osmos comes in and just literally out of the pod, just takes, picks up Sami Zayn off the top of the pod and just brings him out like he's a child. Like, I think that would have been more entertaining than him ripping off some of the plexiglass. Now in this one, we also had Kofi Kingston, which you, you know, you're sitting there. He did have a pretty sweet move out to the outside, right outside the ring, which was all right. Yeah. Now, Styles did. I'm pretty sure he had a little botch. He tried to do his 450, but when he jumped, you could kind of tell his legs gave out. So yeah. he did like a 360, I'm guessing, or 180, and just sat on Drew McIntyre. Just fell on him. He gets up to try to do it again, or he ends up just doing the phenomenal forearm. Well, no, he did the 450 again, but he did it like right away. So it shows me that like he wasn't yeah. supposed to do that. Then the announcers say he didn't get all of it. If I was the announcers, I'm like, he just straight up sat on him. How's <laughs> right? he going to kick out of that? To me, I'm like, that's where the announcers could have like sold that more of like, oh, man. No, they were like, he didn't get all of it. Then what's all of it? Like he he jumps on his throat and his throat explodes. And then to the commentating table, like it can't just be Samoa Joe going at 110% while everyone else just is nonchalant bringing up just different facts. Michael Cole is just at an all-time worst right now. I am so over Michael Cole. I am so over. Now you talked about how you don't want Jerry Lawler back. I don't either. Yeah. I feel like they got enough announcers that Jerry Lawler wouldn't have to come back. And I think we're at the point where WWE bringing in a Jerry Lawler isn't a ratings grab. Right. I just don't think it right. is. Unless you're in Memphis and people are buying tickets to said event, it's not going to do anything to the show. Yeah. So we get down to McIntyre and AJ Styles because Sheamus gets taken out, which was okay. Sheamus didn't look weak, so I still think it was fine well, how he yeah, got you, taken it's out. It's hard to look weak in a, an elimination chamber getting eliminated. So Styles goes up and does the phenomenal forearm and he gets claymored out of midair. Oh, and that was, was like, crazy. Okay, that was awesome. So McIntyre wins. Then we have the slog of the Elimination Chamber being pulled up. Yep. So as the sundial is turning, we're waiting because, <laughs> you know, we got plenty of time left. Bobby Lashley comes out of nowhere. 
Love it. Exactly. I want to see more Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Drew, well, and the best one was Bobby Lashley put a beat down on him, and he looks strong, and the Hurt Business is great. Like, I loved it. I think that makes perfect sense for Bobby Lashley to be put in the main title. But then, another little ditty happened. Otis comes out. No. Cashes in. Nope, 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 because Otis is done. Otis will not be spoken on about this show. He's done. He's over. Bye, Otis. Miz. Miz gets it. So how do you feel about this? Because a lot of people are angry about it. I dig it. I think it's been a while since we've had a Money in the Bank cash-in that mattered, that had weight the way this one did. It is Miz, so he's easy to hate. But you have to do more with hateable Miz. Like, I don't want Miz TV anymore. I dug when Miz and The Rock were feuding, even though it was Miz and Cena. Miz went right at The Rock, and I dug it. Then Miz was going at Cena, too. And he held his own. Like, I don't mind The Miz at all. And he's actually yeah, really good in the ring. his whole championship was overshadowed by Cena versus Rock. Which was dumb, because he's better than that. The fact that now he's the title holder, dig it. Um, the fact that he cashed in on Drew, so it makes him look better, dig it. The fact that it took Bobby Lashley to take out Drew completely, still keeps Drew at the top, still gives now gives Bobby Lashley that aspect of like Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre and Fazlane. I'm kind of hoping it's triple threat. I kind of hope it's Miz, uh, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre at uh, Fastlane, and this just makes Drew three-time WWE champion. I bet you that's what MVP, because before this even happened, MVP was talking to the Miz. So maybe he's like, hey, if Bobby Lashley gets you the title, then you have to give him a title match. And if Drew McIntyre goes, well, I want my rematch clause. So it's like, okay, triple threat. And then McIntyre and Lashley just kill Miz. Like, just destroy him. Both Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre are huge guys, but Miz is smart in the ring. Yeah. You know, I'm all about it. Uh, Miz being a two-time WWE champion, but only being a two-time champion because he's cashed in the Money in the Bank twice. Dig it. Dig it. (laughs) And if if Miz doesn't lose it soon, it's just going to end up being a Dolph Ziggler feud because that's how every time Miz holds a title, it just ends up with Dolph Ziggler in the end. And if you think about this, if you do the triple threat and let's say Lashley they take out Miz finally and Lashley wins the title then McIntyre goes is like yo at Mania I want my one-on-one match with Lashley like I want it sure. and I think yeah. people would be on board with it I think it'd be a big big move the WWE championship is the only title that I just can't really see where they're going with it with at Wrestlemania yeah like Asuka and Sasha Banks Asuka's gonna have it because no one can wrestle her but yeah no one can wrestle her <laughs> she keeps getting all of her opponents pregnant hey, so she can't wrestle congratulations to the people though who are getting pregnant that's amazing yeah. really happy you're growing your family <laughs> But, like, it's funny that now WWE is officially not ready for Asuka. WWE also isn't ready for someone who can raise their electric bill. You know, get the thing going and feel... You're right, Pete. Our thoughts and prayers and all that. Okay. Bring it to the floor. Dude, Naomi would do nothing to make this event any better. Except they'd be like, why is our electric bill so high? Like, <laughs> sorry, bros, feeling the glow over here. So yeah, that is Elimination Chamber. What do you want to grade it? I'll give it a C plus. Wow. The surprise aspect of Riddle winning, because I didn't think he was gonna. I didn't think they were gonna move from Lashley yet, so that caught me a little off guard. The Chamber matches weren't bad, but didn't need the Chamber. 
I could have just watched a Fatal Five way match and I would have been fine with it. Overall, though, the, what was happening in the chamber, even though it was in a ring and it wasn't really like dangerous and stuff, the match was good. Like, I can't hate on it. Daniel Bryan almost choking out Reigns was cool. I guess you can get hyped about Edge and Roman Reigns, whatever. Like, there was a lot of aspect, plus the Miz. Cashing in. Sure. So I'll give it a C plus. It's close wow. to a B minus. I gave it a D. I already Whoa. wrote a D. Yeah, I went Whoa. low. I thought this was a horrendous pay-per-view. Not a single good match. Only just a couple good spots here and there. And it's not even like I'm not upset about the Miz thing. It was just so anticlimactic. Like, this pay-per-view just really showed how WWE is literally tripping over their own feet on getting to the road to WrestleMania. I do. There's nothing do really going on. And any of these Elimination Chamber matches were boring you're right they could have just been they would have been more fun if they were just straight up six-man matches without even the the chamber around it i think it would have been more entertaining i think also too if it is the storytelling aspect remember when the chamber like it wouldn't just be everyone just going for the title at least Kevin was trying to like feud with Jey Uso because Jey Uso's costing Kevin so much. Like, there's no other f- little mini feuds in the elimination chamber, sure. and they but used to always match happen. Just suck. Asuka doesn't have an opponent because they couldn't figure out someone for uh, close enough. We have a we have a horrible. T- oh, sure, yeah, she was she was probably on the like the bump or live streaming the show. Um, you have the tag team match that there was nothing to it that otherwise other than to just to continue just to push uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. We knew who was winning the, the elimination chamber or coming out of it with the universal title. Uh, and the other match with Miss cool, but what's it really doing for everybody else? The one positive thing with Miz is, is if anyone is upset that the Miz is champion, they could have easily have at any point put Brock Lesnar or Bill Goldberg in this elimination chamber, left him at the end of the pod, and had them win it. You know, at least they put it to someone who's been at every single Raw and SmackDown for the last how many years? Yeah, so uh, Pete, uh, done of the week. <sighs> so it could be... It could be so many things, but I think <laughs> I just had to put that women's tag match. And I hate saying it because I like Belair. I like Shayna Baszler. I like Sasha Banks. They're all good. They're all polished wrestlers. And that was just a mess. It was I just agree. disjointed. They can do better. I went with uh, Nia Jax. I just picked her out out of the whole group. You know, this whole thing with Nia Jax's whole and now everything going on with this match and how just bad timing was and pacing was with her in this match. I, I'm just going to single out Nia Jax. How dare you? I know. It's a group effort. Done of the week, Pete. Who are you going with? Bobby Lashley. As weird as it is for a guy who lost, I think he did more for the future. Bobby Lashley did not get pinned at all at Elimination Chamber. So I think think Bobby Lashley is my stud. And you agree, of course, because we get it. We obviously see, for some reason, they're pushing that storyline. It's not that WWE can't do storylines. It's that WWE can't do multiple storylines anymore. Like, I think that's my problem with why the main card is just being shown as the tops of the tops, but they don't build any mid-carders. Nobody has any stepping stool or growth to make things better. Benjamin and Alexander, why are they not more in the tag discussion? Like, why is there not more there? You you don't need to have them feuding right now. And WWE's like, no, 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 they need a story run. 
No, you don't. You you can have tags. You can have stables. Keep them together for a while. Oh, sure. I like what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. I think what they're doing with the Hurt Business, and I think the Hurt Business is legit. Well, the last time we had a good Elimination Chamber match was a tag Elimination Chamber Which match. was awesome. Do that again. You know, whether it was the men or the women's, that would have been a lot better than what we saw with that whole clusterfuck with having to wait till whoever was going to win is going to just get pinned by Roman next. Which brings me into Fastlane. What's next for Fastlane? Like, who does, we kind of talked about where Miz is going, but what's Roman's direction? If his opponent is already picked for WrestleMania, does Roman even show up to Fastlane? No, I don't think so. There's no reason for him to. He didn't have to really do anything at Elimination Chamber. You know, the only thing I can think of is it's Kevin Owens or it's Jey Uso. And if you really, it would make sense to make it like loser leaves SmackDown. And Roman doesn't want to lose his buddy and Owens loses to Jey Uso because of an interference from Reigns. See, I see it being maybe in a in a different world, it would be Roman and Oos taking on Edge and Christian. I would be down with that. I would be way down with that. And winner gets to pick the stipulation. Exactly. Which, if Roman gets the stipulation, it's just going to be, all right, so Edge has to have a match at the pre-show. I don't care what it is. And then we can have our match at the end of the night. <laughs> or it'll be Edge has to set and clean the table. Exactly. And, he, and my family all has to sit there and eat dinner and he has to serve us. Well, hey, man, that is the Full Nelson Press, episode 96. If you enjoyed our witty banter on sports entertainment, find the Full Nelson Press on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter at TFMP. You can find myself at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango, and Pete here at MVP360. Pete, what you been playing? Mortal Kombat's movie trailer dropped this week. It's not even a game. I'm not even counting. Nope, it does count because guess what I've been playing? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Just to get hyped. Uh, Dude, the fatalities look cool in the movie. The guy I do have to say that he plays Sub-Zero he's the one he was one of the cops in the raid he was in the movie the night comes for us so he works with uh eco was um who was in both the raid movies so he's very well known martial artist him and his buddies are like all tight and they like literally said like we're gonna make this movie sweet and if you watch those movies i just said get on board it's gonna be awesome <laughs> i'm excited dude stay tuned for our uh, mortal Kombat podcast coming very soon <laughs> yeah uh go watch some wrestling yeah that Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.